Wow, what a glorious day today. We have had such an awesome walk through the Acts of the Apostles. We saw how the early Christians lived their lives and how God interacted with them. We learned about choices of destiny and calling and how the Christian faith started. While the book of John emphasized belief in the death and resurrection of Christ, Romans will demonstrate practical Christian living. The book of Romans began to address understanding of the work of grace and faith. That is, how a young Christian might be grounded in faith and live a victorious Christian life. It particularly taught how to handle sin in the life of a believer and how to actually be victorious in life. By the end of the book of Acts of the Apostles, Paul had arrived Rome, but the letter of Paul to the Romans was written earlier than his arrival while he was still at Corinth. Paul desired to go to Rome and he wrote the letter communicating his intentions from Corinth. This explains why the believers eagerly expected his arrival and had to go to the three taverns to meet him. So, his teaching in the book of Romans was doctrinal and addressed the basics of faith. It is understandable as he was writing to a congregation he knew nothing about and he wanted to, them to be grounded in faith. When the Jewish community rejected his message, he turned to the Gentiles. However, the believers among them stayed on with the church. The book therefore addressed the place of sin, righteousness, faith, and grace in the life of the believer. At the end of Romans, will be unstoppable in faith. It is a book that communicates victorious living. Share the podcast with friends and family. When you tune in, don't forget to like the podcast. Stay with me as we walk through the book of Romans. For today's podcast, we will be taking Romans chapter 1. Remember, I am your host, Professor Ngozika Mbadjogo, the coordinator of Emira's Professional Women Ministry. We hand over our spirit to the Holy Ghost, walking us through the book of Romans. In Jesus' name, Amen. Bible reading, Romans chapter 1, starting from verse 1, and reading from the New International Version of the Scriptures. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who, as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his namesake 
and you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son, is my witness. How constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you spiritual gift to make you strong, that is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have among the other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like immortal human beings, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves 
the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God, God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but also approve of those who practice them. Thank you, Father, for the word we have heard today. In Jesus' name, amen. Highlights from Romans chapter 1. The first highlight, verse 1. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Second highlight, verse 5. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. The third highlight, verse 7. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. Fourth highlight, verses 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The fifth highlight, verse 20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. The sixth highlight, verse 21. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. The seventh highlight, verse 28 and then 32. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do what ought not to be done. Or did they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death? They not only continue to do these things, but also approve of those who practice them. Declare with me, I declare that my identity will proceed from who I am 
in Christ before any other source. I declare that my mandate shall be clear and in line with my identity. God loves me and has called me to be part of his holy people. I am not ashamed of the gospel because I am aware that is the source of salvation for men. I am not ignorant of the moral law and cannot be excused for any of my wrong deeds. I declare that I shall not be given over to a depraved mind that no longer calls sin, sin. I shall not die and I shall not approve of anyone that lives in sin. Let us pray. Merciful Father, thank you for choosing us and counting us among your holy people. Thank you for setting us apart before the foundations of the earth. May your people understand your calling and construct their identities from this perspective. May our consciences be tender, O God, that we may understand that which is sinful, even from that which is created and without, O God, being told. May we feel the burden and the pain of sin. We reject today every form of sin and pray that we glorify and thank you always. Father, we pray that you will discipline us and draw us back, O God, whenever we err. Do not give us over to depraved minds, O God. May we hate sin and disapprove of sin in the lives of men. Thank you, Father, for in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We have three actions today. What will be your response to the query, Who are you? Construct two sentences to this question. It will be helpful if you can write them down. Second action, examine yourself. What is your attitude to sin? Do you feign ignorance and continue to sin? Do you feel the burden? Do you feel the pain of sin? Or you feel nothing in the face of sin? The final action, how do you see sin in the lives of others? You can approve of sin in different ways. Take for instance, while you do not sin, you may feel very comfortable with sin and in the lives of others approve of it without saying a word. Call our helpline 0818-420-7601 for counseling and for further inquiries. Again, 0818-420-7601. Visit our website, www.emeraldwomen.org or meet us on Facebook to find out more about us. 
Now go forth and shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you today. In Jesus' name, amen.